seconds and the Bears do sweep the season series over West Virginia winning tonight here at the Farrell Center 79-67 Bears the final score rebound Jalen Tyson that'll do it good night Texas the Red Raiders have won 74-67 upset city Lubbock sportsman you never know Hour three, T-Row in the morning show on this Valentine's morn. Toby and TJ back with you. Tuesday, Feb 14. Here on the Ref, the home of Sooner fans. We got basketball tonight in the LNC. Date night. OUK State. First matchup with the Wildcats. One of the great stories in all of college basketball this year. And we are joined now by the outstanding color analyst of the Cats, Stan Weber. Stan, good morning, sir. Good morning, Toby. Good morning, TJ. Thanks for having me. Always fun having you on, man. Looking forward to seeing you tonight. Uh, Stan, how surprised are you at this season that uh, K-State has put together? Oh, Super surprised. Uh, K-State was picked last in the conference when we were doing media day work, right? Uh, talking about T-Mobile, we start there with the coaches and head back to downtown Kansas City here in a few weeks to have an unbelievable Big 12 tournament. I don't know if we've seen anything like the level of basketball play for all 10 teams, but uh, K-State was picked last. We knew Marquise Noel was a returner, and, and there was only one other guy, Ish Masood, off of last year's team. It took him a while to sort out, but who would have known that Keontae Johnson would be able to make an amazing comeback from the injury he had, the heart issue uh, that he had at Florida, and he turns out to be an NBA-quality player, leads K-State, and everyone jumps on board. Jerome Tang just does a fantastic job. You know, we knew he had the knowledge of the Big 12 after coaching 19 years with Scott Drew at Baylor. He knew all the arenas. He knew all the coaches that were still around. You know, he knew the strategies of the Big 12, the officials, all those kind of things. That would launch K-State to, you know, a better performance. And then he would talk maybe about the and we're thinking that any tournament, NIT, NCAA, would be unbelievable. Let's go, and here they are ranked 12th in the country. So there's just no way you could have thought that they could make that run to where they are. And in this year, especially where 
games are so hard to win. I just heard the highlights of Texas Tech. Uh, we just were there and lost. And Iowa State was just there and lost, and now Texas. So uh, they're supposed to be the bottom of the conference, and K-State lost there on Saturday. So it shows you how hard it is to win in the Big 12. And Jerome Tang's done an amazing job so far this year. Uh, tell me more about Coach Tang. Uh, what's he been like to work with? What do you feel like is the secret to his success this year? Jerome Tang is a, just a great human being, first of all. He lives out his life of Christianity and his beliefs. Uh, it, it's one thing to say it, and it's, it's great to hear, I believe, but he actually lives it out. He has a connectivity with the players. He's really trying to help them and mentor them. It's unbelievable when you're really deep inside the program that you realize he's trying to make them better men, uh, future fathers, and husbands. It's really a big goal. Uh, kind of reminds me of how Bill Snyder coached his players uh, back when he started so many years ago. There really is that connectivity with the players and that belief. Then when you get to the basketball court, uh, he has an amazing ability, I believe, to make things that are complicated simple. And you know, one of the examples that I would give is if you saw a sidelines inbounds play and you saw the guy ready to throw it in for K-State and the four guys probably getting a box or something on the side, everyone knows the, the player furthest away from the guy throwing it in is going to cut toward the, the basketball, right? We, we don't know exactly what the picks are going to be, yeah. but it's pretty easy. Everyone knows the furthest away is going to be taking himself toward the basketball, right? Well, Jerome Tang will study the defense and say, you know what? The way they're setting up, if you, if you notice, they, they know that, and the angles they have allows you to throw the ball right to them. So we saw one time this year he had the guy on the sideline throw it to the guys before they even moved. Like, everyone was set ball handed from the official to the player, and he just threw it to the guy by the basket. And he gets an easy layup with a defender on the wrong side and waiting for the cuts to occur. He has an unbelievable ability to see through the complications of what there are in big-time basketball and then just simplify some things and make the players believe it's really easy. So even though they may run complicated sets, he talks to them in terms of very simple things. He uses a lot of football terms about how to get things done. He's very unique. Uh, the way he speaks and how he teaches, really, I'm just sitting there shaking my head going, I understand that. I understand that perfectly. I shouldn't be understanding any of this. And I think that makes the players execute with confidence and simplicity. He speaks so simply, even Stan Weber can understand it, ladies and gentlemen. Wow, just that think about that. True and I'm a coaching, football guy. Right I mean, I'm there. learning a little bit about basketball, but That's I'm a right. football guy. There's no doubt about it. <laughs> K-State's got two big-time scores. You mentioned Keontae Johnson over 17.5 points a game. Marquise Noel, we're familiar with him, right at 17 points a game. X's and O's wise, though, Stan, what, what is it that has worked this year? What has made Kansas State so good? Well, they've been able to uh, believe that late-game situations are going to work well for them. And it started out, we went to the Grand Cayman Islands for a tournament. And unbelievably, we won the thing after going to overtime with Nevada. With the, they had the lead most of the game. K-State found a way to win. And then we beat LSU when they had us down by double digits. And in that tournament setting, at that stage of a new program, it really was such a getaway, right? It's just the basketball group. And for them to go three days in a row, three tough games, and it all to work out, including winning two super close games, and leave that tournament – going, hey, you know, I don't know how good we are, but we sure believe in ourselves. The growth was giant. And 
And that's something that K-State's been able to do this year. And games decided by 10 points or less, they're 10-3. and three. So they've just won way more than their share of close games. And that's, you know, confidence has built confidence. Um, tell folks about, we hear a lot about Keontae Johnson and Marquise Noel. Tell folks about Naquan Tomlin, though, and what a pivotal player he's been for you guys this year. Well, Naquan is just a big and long and athletic and has an enthusiasm about him. Uh, you know, he's, he hadn't played a lot of basketball in his life, and now he's on the big stage with K-State. And he can block shots. He runs so well. Uh, K-State likes to fast break. If you give them any opportunity, they'll run down the court. And one of the ways they win that battle is they're big, sprint right down the middle to the front of the rim with purpose. And they have athleticism, and that's what Naquan Tomlin can do. And then he's learned enough that he can become somewhat of a threat, even shooting a three-shot. So he doesn't have to have the ball in his hands to be a good player. You never know, you know, is he going to get more than five rebounds? Is he going to score anywhere close to ten points? You don't know that. Different guys step up for K-State. But he has such a joy about him uh, that whatever he gets, he's, he's having a good time. You know, he likes seeing Marquise Noel and Keontae Johnson and the others uh, play really well. So he just becomes a menace on defense, blocking a shot here, putting his hand in the passing lane there. And on offense, usually it's a rebound that you don't expect, or he loves to dunk. He gets up quick and, and dunks the ball. So he, he may only score six points, but you'll have fun seeing all six of them. I mean, that's the kind of thing. Like, oh, where did this guy come from? With all kinds of athleticism and flair, he's throwing down a dunk and running right the other end with a smile on his face. He just has a joy about him and is a real team-type player with the unbelievable athleticism. It's a little odd that uh, we're this late in the season and haven't seen each other. Um, I mean, the story's been well told, but perhaps some Sooner fans uh, haven't or don't know. Keontae Johnson was the young man at Florida that collapsed on the court a couple of years ago, uh, has transferred this year to K-State. You guys actually played Florida in the uh, Big 12 SEC Challenge this year. Is he? Does he have to take any precautions at all with the heart situation? Is he 100% clear and where is he with that right now? 100% clear. Uh, you know, you have to you know go into your history book, just like you're doing a good job telling the fans, December 12, 2020, he collapsed on the floor at a basketball game, not at practice. So everybody who was watching basketball at that time saw it. And it was a, a little bit like the Buffalo Bill player situation. You know, yeah. this was not just, uh-oh, Hamlin. Yeah. he's tired. Yeah, I mean, it's... Uh, was he going to live at that moment? And so that he got through that. That was great. Great job by the Florida uh, medical staff. And then it was, well, he better be careful. And he's got some type of condition. You know, uh, you know, maybe he shouldn't play again. But he's been working his way back slowly but surely. And he got the all clear uh, by the doctors. Obviously, everyone wants to be careful and double check. And K-State did all of that. And uh, one of the things about Jerome Tang is he said he's had a situation where a player bounced back from something close to this. Uh, at least two times, maybe three, in his career at Baylor. So he felt very comfortable about the communication with the doctors and how players can come back. And, and basically, if you didn't know the story, it would be a non-factor. He doesn't look uh, tired at any time. He takes no precautions. Uh, the guy just plays and plays. He's the most consistent thing. I, you caught me just uh, a few days from being able to say he scored double digits in every game. For some reason, things just didn't go quite as well, and he only got nine points against Texas Tech, which is one of those days. But that's the first time he didn't score double figures in every game, and usually it's 15 points. Just mark him down for 15 points, seven or eight rebounds like it's no big deal. He's smooth. He doesn't force anything. 
He just kind of plays, but he has unbelievable uh, ability around the basket, you know, spinning the ball wherever he needs, catches everything that's thrown to him, and he can hit all the way out to the three-point line. He can lean back and hit shots. He just is, you know, a superstar player who plays with a very calm attitude and just waits for his time. Many times in the season, you get to the second half, five minutes in, and he's sitting with only five or six points, and then by the end of the game, you look up and go, yep. When, when he had to make plays, he did, and he got 16 points again tonight. So he's been an amazing player. He really does have a chance to be a pro. I know that's hard in the NBA. There's not yeah. that many slots in the NBA, so that's big-time words, right? But uh, he, he definitely does have a chance, and there's just no restrictions at all. He's just a, he's a player, and no one talks about it. No, he's tenacious. I think he's got an NBA body, too, so I don't doubt it. Uh, last question, we'll let you go, uh, Stan. Have you identified what you feel like will be important tonight for K-State? Well, K-State's got to quit turning the basketball over. They had 23 turnovers against Texas Tech. Uh, They had the ball underneath the basket down by one with three minutes left and missed a short shot to get ahead of Texas Tech. So it shows you that K-State's feisty and good and can work through whatever issues they have. They'll be able to do that uh, and and fight all the way to the end. But when they missed that shot, Texas Tech went down, scored, and and won the game. Texas Tech's playing obviously great right now. But K-State's turned over the basketball 23 times. And that's not been a problem for them. It's only the third time this year they've done it. But Marquise Noel, their point guard, in the last last five games, he's had five, five, six, six, and then seven turnovers. He's the guy with the ball in his hands. He's the second-best player on the team, our star fighting for first-team All-Big 12. And he just needs to clean up his turnovers. You know, when you, It's just like a quarterback who can make great passes and then starts throwing a couple of interceptions. Oh, I'm a Dallas Cowboy friend. That's Dak Prescott. Okay, just cut down on the interceptions. Don't put the ball in peril quite as much, and things will be fine. So they need to cut down on the turnovers. But I do want to mention tonight's kind of a significant night for me, Toby. I don't know how to. I don't want to make too much of this, but I'm serious about this. Yeah. Now that we know that Oklahoma and Texas are moving on to the SEC after one more season, we know the football right. schedule's out. K State and Oklahoma do not play. We're done playing right. football. And with the basketball schedule the way it is, with 14 teams, not everybody's going to get a play home and away against everyone else. Sure. So there's a 50-50 shot if K-State will play a basketball game at Oklahoma next year. Making a long story short, this may be my last time I travel to Norman, Oklahoma to do a game. And I don't want to get too mm-hmm. emotional about it, but, man, I'm a big eight guy. I grew up in Wichita, Kansas. Together. You know, Oklahoma was a big yeah. part of my life, Oklahoma versus Nebraska. I can't believe tonight might be the last time I come and do a game in Norman, Oklahoma, for the rest of my life. It's, it's a possibility that that's going to happen tonight. So it's been a great run. I mean, I've loved Oklahoma athletics growing up as a kid, and I'll miss uh, not having the chance to do it. But we may have a game next year, or tonight might be the right. last time I, I do a game there. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see who the – because you'll have home and homes with, I think, five different teams or however they arrange it. So it'll be interesting to see who uh, each school gets those home and homes with. But everybody else, they'll only play once either here or there, and uh, you're right. Absolutely right. This could be it. Stan, thanks for your time. I'll see you tonight, bud. Okay, guys. Thanks for having me. There you go. Stan Weber, color analyst of the Kansas State Wildcats, 8 o'clock tip tonight. Sooner Radio pregame starts at 734. You will be back. I hope he's not listening. I don't want him to get a big head, but I've been saying it for a while. I think Toby's really, really good. Welcome back. Happy Valentine's Day to all of you out there. 
you all can uh, just for a moment imagine a uh, young TJ driving around Enid, singing his heart out to this song on his cassette single, hmm. the single of uh, How, When a Man Loves a Woman by Michael Bolton. I can still picture the <laughs> sleeve when I'd pull that out and uh, cruise around oh, yeah. town just singing. Yeah, yeah. Was there a particular girl in your life at that point that you were singing it to? Not necessarily. I was just always a big uh, love power ballad guy, and um, I would just drive around just singing them. Boys to Men, Michael Bolton, it didn't matter, you know. Yeah. Man, what a song. Oh, yeah, I was. I was. RK Black and now you today the Yelling at people with <laughs> hey, poop in the yard. Hey, don't put your dog poop in my trash can, you jerk. <laughs> I still don't understand this. RKBlack.com, your office technology solution. Um, There's not much to uh, understand. I had a lot more people this morning. I didn't read all the text, but a lot of people on my side. Uh, this guy I, says, I'm, I'm sure a trash man. There's a lot I see of selfish the people in the world. Um, <laughs> what do you care? It's if somebody's got it's in a bag. Let them use your trash can. Who cares? Good morning from Ball Ground, Georgia. I'm with TJ. That's nasty. Carry your poop home. Um, I'm just telling the people in my neighborhood. Feel free to use my trash can. I don't care. It's my trash can. So. If you picked up your poop, I do not expect you to carry it all the way back to your house. Feel free to use my trash can. Uh, <laughs> we need more kind people in the world. This one's letting me know. Put down hot pepper flakes to deter uh, dogs from specific areas in your lawn. <laughs> Let me just spread oh, pepper on. flakes around my, my lawn. That's mean. I may be turning into Olivia, the neighbor that I used to have that when my house caught on fire... Uh, when I was a kid, my, our house caught on fire, and so she went and put rakes at the end of her driveway so that the uh, yeah. first responders could not <laughs> pull into her driveway. Story. Yeah, <laughs> I remember that. That story. may be me. I may just put like a uh, maybe I need to put like some type of zapper on my trash can so when they go to put the uh, uh, poop in there, is there a chance them. you're the neighbor neighborhood curmudgeon? Um, I don't think so. You? I'm a lovely neighbor. I get along with all my neighbors. I'll say hello on my walks. I wave at people. I smile and nod. Um, I just don't want them putting their dog poop in my trash can. I don't think there's anything wrong okay. with that. That doesn't make me a curmudgeon. No. Yeah. I've got a neighbor. He'll call me sometimes. Hey, can you help me uh, move some furniture or uh, help me with this or whatever? I'll run down and help him, you know, whatever he needs. This is simply a dog poop situation. Simply a dog poop situation. What do you do with your own dog poop? I bring it back to my house, as I said, and put it in my trash can. But no. Well, like at your in your backyard or whatever. Um, Well, that just stays in the backyard. I'm not out there picking it up. It gets mowed over in the summer. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So, okay, this I may have hit on the difference here. You do not pick up your own poop. Well, I guess you do on a walk, you do. Yeah, so on a you walk, you put that in your trash can? Yes, correct. Correct. So you do have poop in your trash can. It's only my poop, yes. You just don't want somebody else's poop in there. Yeah, their dogs stink. Mine don't. <laughs> well, the one lady said she has scented bags, remember? So. That's right. All right, anyway, let's move on. We've hit this topic enough. Go ahead. Uh, let's see here. You've got a coach? Is that breaking news? Coach. Uh, the Indianapolis Colts? Oh, I can't, yeah. I can't see do. this screenshot. Well, that's Someone been out for a while. I mean, we we... I guess they announced that on Super Bowl Sunday, or at least all the um, 
of the details it's, of it. It was out there. It's they got the Eagles offensive the o- OC, coordinator. Yeah, the Eagles. Yeah. We traded OCs. Like we gave them our offensive coordinator. He took them to the Super Bowl. So now we're taking their offensive coordinator. Steichen is that his name? Shane Steichen, I believe, something like that. Yeah, I believe that. I don't know. I don't know anything about him. I'm sure he's great. Um, this person would like to know, Toby. Do you remember the name of that resort? I do. Yes. I don't want to give it out over the airwaves. <laughs> Why is that? Because I want it to be my resort. <laughs> Yours and John Bon Jovi's. You got. <laughs> it's called. Um, hang on, let me think about this for a second. <laughs> All right, I'll I'll give it out. It's called the Moorings, M O O R I N G S. Wow, the let me write that it down. Was, it was it was the site. What's the TV show? I feel like I talked about this. Maybe is it the uh, Blue Bloods? No, not Blue Bloods. That's a, like a cop show. That's isn't a it? Tom Selleck cop show. Yeah. Uh, what's the uh, What's the show down in the Keys? With the oh, family and the murder. And, with the uh, coach from uh, Friday Night Lights. Yes. Um, yes. Oh, gosh. What's the name of that show? Not New Blood. Not oh, not First Blood. That's Stallone. Did you watch it? Yes. Yes, I did. Uh, I'll think of it here in a second. Anyway, this place is where that was shot. Oh, whoa. Yeah, they shut it down every one. Well, Bloodlines. That's what it's called. Bloodlines. Yeah, Lines. yeah. They don't. They don't anymore. But they shut it down while they were shooting for large periods of time. Nobody could stay there because they were shooting the, the series there. And um, oh, Mister Fancy, look at you! You fan- get on me, you, please. It's the fanciest place we've ever stayed. It was our twenty fifth anniversary, though, so it, we, we we went big. But, but yeah, it's really nice. Really nice. Wow. Mm-hmm. Unbelievable. Uh, this texter says, I wait until my dog poop gets hard in the backyard, then I go out there with a sand wedge and hit it into my neighbor's yard. Well, what I was gonna what I was gonna say is, see, we do pick ours up. We've got four dogs, so it you know, if we don't pick it if up. If I had a yard like little. yours, I would too. So we have uh our dogs are really pretty good. We've got the side of the house, they've got a little area they just kinda go over, so it's not like it's they go with some of dog the, poop uh, talk today. <laughs> but like, you know, once every I don't know, a couple of weeks or so, we'll take a, a, a Brahms bag back there or something, you know, like a, a crest sack or something. Sure. Yeah. Pick it up, roll it up, put it in our trash can. So that's like a common occurrence that we have that stuff in our trash can. So why would I care if somebody else puts some in there? It didn't, wouldn't bother me at all. In fact, I encourage it. Please. If, I, if I if I need to be the receptacle for the neighborhood, go for it. Knock yourself out. <laughs> What a day. What a day. As this texture says, is this a slow sports day? Well, we brought up the uh, arena stuff and the coaching change, and then that puts Toby in a bad mood, so we quickly uh, shifted back to dog poop. Field I think of what 64. Happened. Yeah, I think that's what happened there. Um, yeah, it's been a, rough, uh, been a rough one. Quit being modest, Valentine's. Toby. Worst Valentine's show we've ever had. That's not true. By far. That's not true. I think people By are loving far. it. By The amount of uh, poop texts I've got here that we still haven't got to, I think they are loving it. And they want you to quit being modest, Toby. You're the best play-by-play guy Get in all here. of America. No, please read no more of those. No more of those. <laughs> uh, break time. Porter Moser joins us live next. we got Sooner Basketball in the LNC tonight against K-State. We will hear from the head coach when we come back on the T-Row in the morning show. 
The Ref Radio Sports Network is powered statewide by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, or tornado, we can help. Call 405-735-5510. You're just not going to run out of bangers today, are you? No, I mean, you want to go Valentine's Day power ballad, you don't run out of them. I'm just stuck to one decade, too. How many hours could you go with just hits of the 80s, love songs of the 80s? This is impressive. Uh, We welcome the rest of the day. All I need is three hours out of you. You're getting close to the finish line. We welcome in now the head coach of the Oklahoma Sooners, his team in action tonight in the LNC, Porter Moser. Good morning, Coach. Morning, Toby. Great to talk to you, Coach. Um, uh, let's. I, I want to start here. What has your approach been with your team during this tough stretch that you're in right now to try to keep them optimistic and positive? You know, just absolutely believing in themselves. You know that that, that they, they got to start anytime with anything. You got to believe in yourselves first and foremost, and that's the thing that we're we're doing. We've had, you know, for instance, uh, the Kansas game. We came out and did so many things we wanted to do to start the game. I think we were up ten to four, you know, ten minutes or eleven minutes into the game, nine minutes into the game, and we probably should have been up sixteen to four. Missed some layups, had some turnovers. Um, but then when the other team started running or making a run, you know, just recently that's been something that snowballed on us. And that belief in ourselves when the other teams make a run, we really talked about it yesterday. I simulated it in practice yesterday. When the other teams make it in a 40-minute game, there's going to be ebbs and flows. There's going to be ups and downs. You've got to be able to handle the downs. And I've got to be able to help them handle the downs. They got, and what that is is you've got to have some good possessions. You know, you, you can't just have wild turnovers or – you can't just have total breakdowns, you know, on defense. You've got to, you've got to stay with it. And that's been a message of believing in ourselves. And, you know, the other thing we've had, we've had games where our transition D or rebounded. You know, for us, I just think we've got to continue, continue to defend. But I want to push the pace. We're better when we run. You know, we, our ball movement got so stagnant on the second half of Kansas. And I think they were just kind of sitting around. They were down. We've, I got I to gotta help that. That's on me. And that's the things that we, we, we can't be stagnant when things don't go well. The number that obviously didn't sit well with you from Saturday was uh, the 24 turnovers and five assists. You, when you look back on that game, was it something Kansas was doing? Do you feel like it was self-inflicted? And how do you change that tonight? You, know, you always got to say both. Um, you know, you got to give credit to Kansas. I mean, they're long. They switch one through five which has been a problem for us. You know, even with Uday, the 6'11 McDonald's All-American with a 7'3 wingspan, he was switching on to Grant and just kind of gapping him. And, uh, you know, so you got to give them credit to do it. And then for us, we had a number. We call them four-point swings. We had a two-on-one where and Grady Dick was the one. All we had to do is drop it off for a layup, and we held it a dribble too long and tried to throw a lob, and it went off the backboard. They come down and score. That's a four-point swing. It should have been two points for us instead of the two-point for them. We counted six two-point swings off of turnovers that were uh, – and you and I have talked many times about turnovers. You know, there's a turnover out of commission where you try to do the right thing, man. It, was a, it just didn't connect. Or there's a turnover out of losing your fundamentals, losing your toughness, losing your IQ, uh, and, 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 or being soft. Those are the tur- turnovers out of commission. You're committing – we, you know, we had a number of those that turned into four-point swings. We've got to eliminate those. You're not going to beat top ten teams – and that's what we're going through right now. And to, to, to get better, to get back to where we beat those top ten teams. 
when you go through a stretch like this, uh, one of two things can happen. Uh, you can check out. Guys can check out and say, well, this hasn't worked out the way I wanted. Or they can kind of set their jaw and get mad and say, I'm going to turn this thing around. I, I, obviously, I know where you stand. You've set your jaw. But what about your guys? What are you seeing from your guys in that regard? You know, the only thing I know how to do is set my jaw and go after it. And that's what, that's what we're going to pour into these guys and to, to fight. That's in life, too. These guys got to learn in life there's ebbs and flows. You know, in all of our, our lives in, in, in the real world, there's ebbs and flows. And you got to set your jaw. You got to set your jaw and fight. We've got, a, we've got opportunity tonight. There's got to be a belief in yourself, a faith in yourself to drive forward. And that is what successful people do. That's what I'm trying to instill in these guys that, you know, the results recently have been painful. There's no question. There's no one that, that takes it in their gut harder than me and the guys and our staff. And, but you've got to trudge on. Um, tonight is an opportunity. It's a top 15 team, Kansas State. They've got probably one of the best transfer portal guys in the country. Um, I know a lot of guys couldn't go on him, and I, I'm so happy. I think his story is an amazing one because of the health uh, situation he's been through. But Keontae Johnson is one of the best stories in college basketball, um, truly. He could be player of the year in our league, um, and he's, he's all that. He could be one of the best pro prospects in our league. And they got him late. He's made all the difference in the world. He's a terrific, terrific player. So we've got an opportunity tonight. You know, you, you, we can't do anything except learn and grow from three nights ago. And tonight's an opportunity to set our jaw and go after Kansas State. It's late in the season to be seeing a, a conference opponent for the first time, but beyond Keontae Johnson or including him, what, what do you see in this Wildcats team? They're having a great year. Well, they inherited from Bruce Weber's team, um, you know, Monte, or Noel, uh, Marquise Noel. And he's having, they, they got two players having a first-team all-league season. Marquise Noel is averaging 20 points and seven assists. So that's something that, He's, 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 he's a great example. It's not the size of the dog. It's the size of the dog in the fight, or the fight in the dog. He, he's one of the shorter players in our league, and he's tough as nails. Um, he's very hard to corral. Um, he can score. If you back off him, he can shoot. If you get up on him, he drives by you. He's a great interior passer dropping off to their bigs for dunks. Um, but he's, they're having two guys that are having completely first-team all-league years, uh, the one that they brought in. And then Montel or Noel, he's, he's a terrific player. But then they got some good length. Um, they signed a junior college player. They signed another D1 transfer uh, that gives them great roles. They got a, a fifth-year senior um, in Desi Sills, who was at Arkansas, who's, who's given them great numbers off the bench. He's had like five straight double-figure games. So they, they, uh, those two, though, Noel and Johnson, those two are two guys to watch tonight that we've really got to corral. Coach, we played earlier in the show uh, your press conference clip yesterday when you were asked about Notre Dame. I'm not going to ask you about Notre Dame, but I would love for you to kind of echo the part of the answer where you talked about how resolute you are to make this work at Oklahoma. Well, you know, I, I can't control what people say, the rumors about jobs. I just can't. But, I mean, unequivocally, the, the, the report about that was wrong about me going after it. I, you know, for those who know me, there's no way. I, I, I'm so happy. The people that I've met in Norman, I mean, the friends that I've met, the people that I that, that the fan bases, I'll walk around, I'll walk into a restaurant, I'll walk around to a football game, a softball game, a baseball game. I can't tell you how genuine the people are. I know everywhere you go, when success isn't immediate, there's going to be voices. I've been in this long enough. I get it. The thing for me is, 
I love this place. I, and if you know me, I'm not running when the rain comes. I'm not running when the rain comes. I, I, I took this job because I love the people, uh, Joe C., Joe Harris. I love those people. And just because there's rain going on right now, doesn't, doesn't my goggles of where we're going, my vision of where we're going with this program, I'm so resolute. I put my name on this. I'm home. I said this is a destination job for me. But, you know, for me, I'm not running when it's raining, all right, because I, I know what's coming ahead. I know what we're going through. I'm not making excuses. I know the, the challenges we've had trying to build a roster at this time. But I am I, the vision, and I hope people understand where the vision is because it's, I'm excited to be here, and uh, I'm so resolute on fighting through this to get into that, that where we want this program day in and day out. Keys tonight, Coach. What do you got to do to beat K-State? You know, it starts with their point guard. When you average 20 points and have seven assists, you're accounting. And I don't need to be a, a math major, but you're accounting for a lot of their points. And he sets up other guys so well. He's, he's a blur. He's so fast up and down the court. And then you're going to see probably the best NBA body in our league in Keontae Johnson. Um, he's the, for the fan base. He's the one where his heart stopped at Florida, and he had to sit out. He was preseason SEC player of the year, and he, he collapsed, and it was a horrible story at first. He came back, and now he's, got a, he's been cleared. Kansas State cleared him, and he's, thank God he's had no issues, and he's having a, like, a phenomenal, phenomenal year. But he is every bit. There's going to be as good a matchup as you're going to see as Jalen Hill and Keontae Johnson going at it tonight. So please come on out and, uh, and help us create a great atmosphere at LNC. Oh, that will be fun to watch tonight. Coach, thank you so much. We will see you at the arena here in a little while. All right. Thanks, Toby. Thanks, Coach. Porter Moser. Kansas State, TJ, coming off a game in which they committed 23 turnovers. Oklahoma coming off a game in which they committed 24 turnovers. If you bring your date with you tonight to the game on Valentine's, be ready, TJ, if you're sitting in the front row. All right? throw. You might have to throw yourself in front of an errant basketball at some point. Hopefully not. Hopefully we cut those. That's a combined 47 turnovers the last time out for these two teams, though. Will there be be 40-plus turnovers? We're about to find out. Uh, TJ, what's your home mailing address so I can send you a bill? (laughs) I think you've got it. Go ahead and text it to me if you don't mind. (laughs) Um, I like what he had to say. We'll take a break. We'll wrap it up. Is Chris Plank back today from Los Angeles? He is, live from Riverwind Casino in a bit. The crossover with At Plank Show next. Make the right call for OU coverage in the Sooner State. Lock it on the Ref Sports Radio Network. You're home for Sooner fans. It is time for The Crossover with Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Brought to you by Orthostat. Injuries aren't convenient, but Orthostat is. Orthostat, convenient orthopedic care. Seven days a week, no appointment needed. Now, with The Crossover, here's Toby Rowland, TJ Perry, and Chris Plank. Did you like Bodyguard? I'm sorry, what was that I was singing? Did you like Bodyguard? Um, I can honestly say I've never seen the movie Bodyguard in my life. What? Yeah. Huh. That is interesting. Kevin Costner's in that. You love Kevin Costner. Right. Right. I do like Kevin Costner, but I have not seen all his films. So... Hmm. 
Update, uh, OU men's golf team is on fire. Final round in Puerto Rico. They have taken the lead. They're up five shots on the back nine. Uh, rallying from behind today, so hopefully they can finish that off. One of the more unique and no doubt disgusting Valentine's shows we have ever had coming to a close as we welcome in now Chris Plank, fresh back from the West Coast. Good morning, Plank. A lot of poop talk. A lot yes. of poop talk. <laughs> where do you stand on this uh, debate? you got to remember, though, I live where, you know, it's, people will walk their dog in our neighborhood, and as, and as long as they pick it up, well, well, it's not like if, it's like, whoa, you live in a neighborhood where people walk their dogs? Shocking. No, but, uh, like, we know everyone. There's, like, you know, 20 people. So if someone leaves it out, you might be like, oh, look at the Johnson. They're not doing their job. So yeah, I have no problem with it. If they use my trash can, if my daughter was not taking care of her uh, mandated errand, Toby, or responsibility or chore, and she wasn't taking the trash back to the house like it needs to be, then go ahead and use it like it's supposed to be used. Yeah, all right. Throw your poop in there. It's basically what I'm saying. Give me your, uh, you know, I guess overall grade card for opening weekend for OU softball. Uh, I, I, again, I'm just going to tell you I'm a complete total homer. So when they go 5-0, and um, as I – as I've learned from covering Bob Stoops and Addie Gasso and all these coaches, there's no such thing as bad wins. And there sure as heck wasn't a bad win this weekend. But I still don't know how they won that game against Washington. I have no clue. I don't know how you could have that many, that many things that would typically lead to getting beat by a run rule against a team like Washington happen and Oklahoma still win, win the game. I mean, uh, what, like nine, nine, ten walks, a uh, couple hit by bat, hit by pitches, two errors, um, a, a couple of mental mistakes, a few base running mistakes. Um, I mean, honestly, I'm, I'm kind of in a good shock, a good awe that they were able to come through it the way they did with how they played in that Saturday night game. So, uh, yeah, they, they're winners. They know how to win. That's a skill, man. Knowing how to win is a skill. Oh yeah, and you bring in you bring in these transfers that are that are seeing it right. I mean, there it's not like this is a team of twelve transfers. This is twelve returning contributors, not 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 twelve people who are coming back. But outside of like Quincy Lilio, uh, who redshirted last year, every single player that's back. I don't know why I'm pounding the table here, like I'm making some salient point. But every single player that's back, Toby, played a role. So for those that are like, oh, it's a problem integrating the, the transfers, no, it's not. And it was really cool to see firsthand this weekend. See the team face some adversity. Uh, see Nicole May pitch as well as she did. So there was infinite amount of positives this week, and I was, I was really excited to see him come out 5-0. and And, you know, on Friday, they open up the weekend against Longwood, who just beat Florida State this weekend. Oh, so. Really? Yeah, this already challenging schedule that Oklahoma has with midweek games against Florida State and LSU and um, obviously a game against UCLA coming up out of the Mary Nutter in, in two weeks, it's, it's crazy town, you know, to think about how much more difficult it got. Uh, Baylor won, I think it was for their first five games, and their only loss was to a ranked team this weekend. So you're, uh, it's, it's not going to get any easier as you go along. And as, as we've learned, you get everybody's best shot. You get everybody's ace. And 
Um, it's going to be fun to see how they respond and how they improve this coming weekend in Waco. It was a really fun trip, T-Row. That was, you know, this has become an event that Oklahoma has kind of put its arms around. Uh, you know, we put the production on. We we have our marketing people. I mean, they got our PA guy out there. And uh, it's really a, that, that Mark Campbell Classic has become a must-attend event here for college softball fans. It was huge. You got the United States Army coming up this weekend, too, down in Waco. That's right. That's right. A little bit of a you ever played them? One, you know, uh, no, no, no. We haven't. We uh, so it's where the boy is. You know, that's where the son is. So yeah. there's you know You're split loyalties no in this game. Are you going to wear the half and half shirt or anything for to call this game? No, I, I I think I basically informed him that he had a softball team when I called and we talked the other day. So uh, <laughs> I, I, I I guess there's not going to be anyone that I can like. Yeah, my son goes there and they know who he is, but. Yeah, they got Army this weekend. They got Baylor this weekend. Now suddenly Longwood looks more challenging. So uh, we're not messing around. And listen, uh, Toby, every, in two weeks from now, when we go to Palm Springs, every single one of those games is a challenge. So I love it, man. I love how difficult this schedule is. I, uh, I don't need every game to be 10-1 to 1 like some of you all do. I like these challenging games. I thought Saturday night with Washington was a fun game. And I'm, uh, I'm ready to see what's next. And I'm, I'm ready to be – be able to get updates from Mitchell Park, from baseball. I mean, it's here, baby. Let's go. That's right. That's why we'll be doing uh, updates for each other back and forth. Uh, Diamond Sports have arrived. Chris, have a great show today. Good to hear your voice again. Toby, happy Valentine's Day, buddy. I hope you and Jen have a blast. Happy Valentine's Day. Thank you. <laughs> um, thanks to Aaron Mansfield, Stan Weber, Porter Moser for joining us today. You find folks for listening as well. Tip off 8 o'clock tonight, 7.30 pregame with my Valentine's date tonight, Kevin Henry. TJ, great job on the music today. We'll do it again tomorrow. Have a great Valentine's, everybody.